Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Honest, a show with a clown, a nerd, a duck, and a degenerate. And the biggest news today is that Susan Wazowski has finally <laughs> left YouTube. Finally. <laughs> Maybe things will get better, except they won't because there's a new cryptocurrency guy that's taken over in her place. Oh, no, no. Alright, uh, no. he's um, some kind of little tech guy i'm not sure tech support no <laughs> i mean I, <laughs> that was such a ridiculous narrative he wants to implement nfts or something but that's about the extent of it he's the reason pyro can monetize his streams he's the one who pushed like live chat super chats um oh uh, which is basically a total ripoff so he's a scammer he's a scammer <laughs> you, basically you just, the you new just ceo a of youtube is essentially a scammer guys <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, let's, let's run with that. This is the new information. <laughs> YouTube is going to get a hell of a lot worse. They're going to install like mining programs, which will take all your money. And so I think you should just delete your channel right now. I think that's terrible to put out there. So, well, let's start with a bit of a eulogy for Susan, because we've criticized her quite a bit personally, and we've criticized YouTube a lot, but YouTube has been revolutionary and it is I mean, it, it's my favorite platform and I use it all the time. Yeah, but Susan sucked. So my <laughs> eulogy is just like unlucky. Bye-bye. <laughs> you will not be missed. YouTube wouldn't exist in its modern form if it were not for her. I think it was 2006. She convinced uh, Larry and Sergey and the board to buy YouTube for $1.6 billion. And that was a lot. Now, we've seen a lot of eye-watering acquisitions since then, but that was a lot back then. That was headline making. And YouTube was a, it was a messed up uh, asset. Like it was not free and clear uh, from claims against it. It was involved in all of these legal disputes because they were they were engaged in like rampant copyright violations. I think the worst thing that happened under Susan probably was, like in recent memory, was removing the dislikes. But was that even her? It's just the most recent thing. I mean, that's just the most recent thing. I'm sorry, but there were so many other fuck-ups. I mean, okay, can we can we think of one change that she did to the website or she signed off on that was actually beneficial, though? Because it's, it's easy to shit on her and dunk on her, but... Creator Insider. She approved Creator Insider. I mean, that was, at the time, like, very outside of the norm for Google and YouTube. It was It was an amount of transparency that was kind of like against all prior precedent. You know, you had them dispelling myths and explaining things and taking questions, and that was like a real breath of fresh air. So she's been part of, um, I mean, a lot of good things. The uh, creator studio, there's no better like admin panel for uploading content to help you analyze like how well it's doing, how to make it better, how people are consuming it, the amount of analytics you get through Creator Studio and the tools you get. I mean, it's I can't think of anything comparable to that from any other platform. I, I swear, like, she wouldn't have even, like, thought of any of the, the bad implementations. She would have just signed off on it. I mean, what was interesting is, like, when a company like YouTube gets so big, they almost just, you know, it's a bunch of talking heads, but they don't actually speak to each other. There's just no communication. It's like she, she went onto Ludwig's podcast and she was saying she still to this day does not understand why YouTube 2018, Rewind 2018, like with Will Smith and shit, was the most disliked I, I video. bad. Yeah, she was, she was like, we all watched it. We all loved it. We thought it was great. And it's like, because it's it just looks like a fucking like portfolio shill. Because like YouTube Rewind every year is either people that are like actual established juggernauts that have been around for a while, like Casey Neistat and stuff. Then it's the people that are like a meme for a year, like Damn Daniel. And then it's that, the third group is always <laughs> that, that weird amount of YouTubers. Was he that in a Rewind? Up. 
Was yeah, he was, he, there was, yeah, yeah. He, only oh, for like a cameo. And then you've got that yeah. third group of people on YouTube Rewind that fell off like 10 years ago, but they just, you know, they live in LA or they've got some kind of contact that they can like worm their way into a, every single Rewind every year. But yeah, no, it's just like the, the fact that she was saying to Ludwig unironically, I have no understanding why that did bad. <laughs> it just shows like the complete disconnect, right? I don't think YouTube should be in the content production business. They're, they're publishing... I mean, they don't want to call themselves publishers. They call themselves like a service and they want exemptions for that. But we don't want, we want them to be a neutral platform that is providing tools that people use to publish things. And where they've gotten in the most trouble, where they've made the biggest missteps are where they are picking the winners and losers because they tend to pick psychopathic scumbags who wear the mask properly and then they'll make them so incredibly powerful and famous that everything gets worse. Uh, they also screw up when they start, you know, producing content. Susan making a channel was a good idea. Like, No, to, it wasn't. It was bad content, you know, but like trying to make it like I hated everything she uploaded, but I liked that she was getting some experience with it firsthand. That's good. How long did it last? How many videos did she make? Like three and then gave up? <laughs> well, yeah, they were oh, like, that's yeah, no, I the comments that. and the likes and dislike were just absolutely It was a bloody abysmal. disaster. She must have actually got <laughs> five minutes free in like two years in the future, right? And then she was like, okay, what do I do with this time? I'm a CEO. I need to maximize my time efficiently. So one thing that people were calling for back when YouTube was fucking up or beginning to fuck up was more transparency, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to hear more from people working at YouTube. So yeah, it was kind of a double-edged sword because Susan did do that. That's why she created a channel. YouTube's Twitter accounts started becoming more active and they did start becoming more transparent. I say transparent, I felt like they were lying a lot, answering questions that people weren't really asking, but just like, of course, people became more familiar with Susan because of this transparency, everyone knew who she was. So that's when she painted a target on her back. And whenever a problem occurred within YouTube, people would blame her. Part of the job as a figurehead, I mean, you're going to be CEO, you're going to have most of the blame. I mean, it's only fair. That's why you make the big bucks. And she got better at those public appearances, I think, as the more experience she got. And in the beginning, a lot of uh, weasel words, you know, doublespeak where it might be technically correct, but... It was um, avoiding answering the question in an honest way while dismissing the question in a way that seems like it's, you know, an unfounded concern. Yeah, just avoiding the question because the, like people like that, yeah, in politics and like CEO positions that they're so scared of having something they say be used against them or, you know, who will ask the question be like, well, actually, I have the paper right here, you know, just to prove them wrong. So, yeah, they're, they're scared of commitments so much. So yeah, we'll just be non-speak dribble. For example, like YouTube will to this day deny shadow banning. Shadow banning doesn't exist on the platform. We know how that went with Twitter also denying yeah, it. Exactly. We found I mean, out Twitter, what happened there. Twitter is proof of this now. <laughs> if the definition of shadow banning is suppressing reach without letting you know that it's happened, then they do openly say that they do that now. Yeah. Unfortunately. There was that one um, example that I, I really honed in on for a video, but where she, she was asked directly, I think by Alfie Days, he goes, a lot of gay creators are saying that their videos are getting demonetized when they say that they're gay or they put gay in the title. And Susan said, no, that's not happening. That shouldn't be happening. We have no policy that would demonetize 
gay creators. It wasn't in there literally as in like, we are demonetizing or diminishing the growth of certain homosexual YouTubers. Like there was nothing in writing. No, there was but they nothing were doing like that, that inadvertently, right? But they were training, they were training AI to moderate the site and there were flaws in that. So this, this would have fallen under Neil Mohan's purview at that time. Neil's, uh, Neil's responsibilities are kind of like jaw dropping how many things he's been in charge. As the chief product officer, the amount of products that covers, it's every app, it's all of the ways that you would watch YouTube, and then it's a lot of the functionality of the app itself. Neil is also in charge of the trust and safety. He's in charge of the products, and then he's also in charge of this hybrid department that's shaping policy and enforcing it, but isn't necessarily writing it. Was this before or after he took CEO? This is before. So this is where he's coming from. He's coming from the he would have been ultimately responsible for what i complained about in the video youtube's biggest lie where they had uh outsourced workers training ai models to identify what ended up being gay content as controversial and then were demonetizing it automatically so that implementation where ai was solving a manpower problem is something that he oversaw so that's a failure of one of his products. Neil being the pick, I think is the continuity choice. If you want YouTube to keep working the way that it has with not a whole lot of change, Neil's a, a good choice. We know what Neil's priorities are and it's to try to uh, regain what they've lost to TikTok. I just like how their biggest way to combat TikTok is just to copy them. Niall sends TikToks to me a lot. Hi. They're so twisted. <laughs> Deranged. Yeah, that's yeah. funny though. Like, normal shit's boring. The top comments on TikTok are all like really insulting. Like, I thought cyberbullying was bad when I was younger, but I swear, I know it sounds like a cope, but like, yeah. I swear it's way worse now. And there'll be so many TikToks of like, you know, someone with like a unironically disabled child or someone that's handicapped and the top comment will always be, you know, just like only in Ohio or something like that. The only single kind of content I've ever seen in my life on, on that fucking app that isn't shit on is if you've got like a fat guy that's like showing his progress going to the gym. You know, so someone <laughs> right. that's like putting effort in, probably because yeah. half the comments are like, oh my God, he's literally me, but he actually could be fucked to work out. If you think you can get rid of negative feedback, you're ignoring human nature. It is <laughs> yeah. human nature to hate yep. something, to not like something and to want to tell people. And also when you spot a threat, like we talked with Skin and Marink, when you see something that's a danger, you want to tell somebody about it. You want to, you know, call it out so that other people see it too. The dislike button is a sanitized version of so many different reasons that you would not like the video. It includes everything from, wow, you're ugly, to this video is awful. It, like it includes a lot of unearned reasons, nasty reasons to dislike the video. It's all politely masked in do not recommend this. That's a piece of feedback. But if you deny that steam valve, it will come out in a different form. You know, like you're flushing it down the toilet and it's going to shoot up out of the toilet somewhere else. <laughs> it's like you're, it, it needs somewhere to go. It, it'll end up on a, on a hate board. It'll end up somewhere where people just want to talk about how much they don't like this. Or it'll end up on another platform in the open where they're like, hey, everybody, isn't this bullshit? Isn't this a lie? If the negative feedback is removed entirely, you're just masking a problem and it shows up somewhere else. So Jay's literally right. Like, put yourself in the shoes of a 14-year-old Spurg online. That's his shoes, Pyro, not his fucking asshole. 
You need to get the hatred out. You need to get the fucking sexual frustration out. Uh, let me just hit the dislike button real quick. I mean, that gets rid of it. It's gone. Now they have no choice but to type something. Jay is absolutely right. Removing the dislike button has only and will only increase this Spurg hatred online. This vile spew of like pure vitriol. TikTok steals so much more of your information. I think it's one of the few apps that can actually, it's allowed to read other apps you've been using as well and the data off that. Some really oh, bizarre yeah. shit. But uh, obviously they have got way <laughs> more funny intel. video. They've got video. Way more they can have my data. <laughs> here's, my, here's my data. Come on. They've <laughs> obviously got way more intel on you than um, YouTube does. But yeah, YouTube, I, I feel with TikTok, it's more like it, it splits it into regions. So because I'm in the UK, I, if I don't use the VPN to put me somewhere else, it will only recommend me like UK centric content. And I'm not joking you when I say if it's not like ironic, stupid memes that is the only thing I actually find funny. It will always just be like, I, I don't know, fucking like people vaping or something because everyone's a fucking is, vape Isn't it always someone having some big scran and just talking about how they- Oh, that's right. <laughs> fucking yeah. pile of chips, chicken burger. <laughs> yeah, the amount of TikTok clips that Pyro has sent me which involve people eating food is ridiculous. I remember that, yeah, yeah. You're on about the one with the guy and he just couldn't even like properly say what he was eating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going on about just this one. You have sent me, no exaggeration, over 100 clips of people eating food. <laughs> that is definitely a slight exaggeration. There's a decent amount of food ones. I don't know if you've seen 100, there but... There fucking is! What is he on about? <laughs> he thinks I won't prove this, I will. Why Why do you send food? Is it making you hungry, or what? He, he sends, he'll send, like, videos of oh, someone yeah, just being stupid, and that just so happens that they have food. <laughs> That's not a food oh, one. Fuck off! <laughs> you, know, you know this has been sent like this has been sent like four times whilst I've been recording it. Right, there's oh, there's one that Pyro has sent me. Yeah, it's just <laughs> and he sent me Pyro. Admit this. Admit this publicly. Uh, I've definitely sent, sent me like, like five ten of videos. Those. Five of those at least. Yeah, ten. Because I, I, I fucking hate his smug face, man. It, it annoys me so much. Yeah, but that's like a tenth right there, Niall. That's just one account. Wait, this is terrible content. How many views did this get? This guy oh, eating... Like, like hundreds of thousands. It came up on my page and I was like, his fucking smug face is actually pissing me off. It's a fucking freak show. The whole app is a freak show. Like, I cannot believe some of these people exist. What ancient fucking demonic spirit possessed them to make this video? Looking like that, doing that, why, what, what is your reason? Why is this happening? It is fucking monstrous. It is a human zoo. It is a circus freak show. I want to create an entire Twitter account. This, this may even make me come back to Twitter. Just called at human underscore zoo. And it is literally <laughs> just clips of mutants and weird freakish things on TikTok. Posting unironically, thinking like it'll be really funny and cool and what they're doing in their dog shit lives. I think, <laughs> I think it'd be a popular Twitter account. Because I've seen some horrendous things that are just sickening. I've got so many of these now, I've actually saved them in a folder. <laughs> What's this one? I was not- I was not making this up. Look at this one. Okay, this is the final one. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, not this one. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm saving this one. Cheers. Yeah, I forgot about this one. This creature belongs in a fucking zoo. There is no way- You can't say This that. is human. The, yes, I can. Look, 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 look at the end. Look at the end where the fat bloke lifts up his fucking ham leg. <sighs> Like a, it's like a fucking leg of mutton he lifts up. He can't even <laughs> lift it up properly on his own. 
He has to lift it up manually with his fucking arm. That's how fucking obese he is. Like, well, look at it. Look <laughs> at it. They, they deleted their account shortly after that TikTok. I'm not sure why. I, I'm just sitting here in disbelief. I cannot believe people like this are real. She's wearing a fucking Grinch hat. She's got like seven septum piercings. Meeting Discord boyfriend. Hope I'm not trafficked. Who the fuck would traffic this? He can't even lift his leg up properly. <laughs> he has to manually lift it like a crane. <laughs> Do you remember how TikTok started its momentum, like capturing the YouTube audience? It started with people ads. making fun of it and ads. So like part of the, like people were making fun of it because the ads were relentless. It was like the pre-roll for everything was TikTok. What Colossal's doing right now, where he's describing like this horrific freak show, it's like someone's gonna be curious about that and they're gonna like, we're gonna get all these questions. Who was that? What's their handle? I wanna see it. It's like <laughs> he, he literally is doing an ad for TikTok. It's how it works. No, no, don't worry about it. We're gonna link it in the, in the video. Don't worry. <laughs> no, we're including no, no, all no. of it. No, 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 no. We're no, playing no. the full thing. Why aren't we? No, I'm saying it's it's what you um it's what you said about the clip. I believe would be the bad thing. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad. I didn't say anything that wasn't completely factual. Oh, you said something. You dehumanized her as well. You said like she's not even human. People like this look subhuman. <laughs> like it's it's just like I didn't he, say that. He, but he hit it, every it single like every single beat he hit. I mean, it's just a fucking beluga whale in a bed trying to lift his leg. <laughs> Are we still fucking on about I this didn't compare to I didn't compare her to a creature, by the way. Beluga whale. I use TikTok a lot. You know, like attention deficit zoomer. So whenever I'm like taking a shit or something or like walking somewhere, I'll usually be scrolling through TikTok. Probably really bad for my brain long term, but you know, whatever. But when I got my new phone about a week ago, I forgot my login for TikTok. And for a solid week, I didn't use TikTok. And instead, I'd go onto YouTube Shorts. Holy shit, YouTube Shorts is terrible, man. It does not know how to cater to people, so all it will do to be as safe as possible is is just show you the most popular normie trends, and it'll all just be these kind of like Mr. Beast clone shorts. Part of why TikTok has an advantage competitively over these other platforms, and why it rose so quickly and it's doing so well, there are no ethical concerns at all <laughs> within within TikTok. Like this is China trying to steal the hard earned, hard developed. Um, research of the best parts of Instagram, uh, the best parts of YouTube, the way that they figured out how to make their algorithm and their view um, make their player sticky to keep your session time up. And they just give you more of what you want to see, more of what's entertaining. It, they're a lot pickier on YouTube than TikTok. TikTok is flashier. Um, it shows young people and, you know, States of near undress. There's a lot of dancing. Well, that's why that's why Pyro's on it all the time. Fucking hope you die, you old bastard. <laughs> it's like no moderation, it seems, on um, the shorts. Yeah. Like, and the views they get is crazy. No, I linked one. One had like I don't know how many views, but it had like five hundred thousand likes, and it was literally just a guy saying LGBT bad. And I was like, shit, if this was a normal video, YouTube would have removed it or... You've got this rise of people as well that I like to call them shorts merchants. So you'll go onto someone's channel, right? You'll see them bragging on Twitter how they got like 300 million views this month. You go onto their videos, you'll see how each video, he, they'll upload it like once a week and each video will get like 50,000 views. You think, where the fuck did he get 30 million views from? 
But then you click on shorts and you shorts, see the, the, yeah. these videos with like 30, 40 million views each. It's fucking it's insane. Yeah, you get like $3 for it. $3 Three for your million I remember Critical short. uploaded a video talking about like, he had like an Among Us uh, short that was like 30 seconds and I think it was on like 6 million views. And he unironically got like $20 from it or something. YouTube had like a $1 million creator fund for shorts. It was like the budget for shorts monetization was very low. They're trying to make it more enticing now because you can give super chats to shorts. But again, who the fuck is going to do that? Who's going to actually gift? Like the thing is, if you gift to someone on a live stream, you, it's more enticing, right? Because you'll see their reaction. I mean, TikTok has that, Twitch has that, YouTube has that, you know. On, on TikTok, you can give them like a rose or something, which is like a literal cent or a penny. And then it goes all the way up to these like galaxies and starships that are like some of them are hundreds of dollars with youtube shorts implementing super chat it's like you're giving a pre-recorded pre-edited video money and you're not going to get any kind of reaction or like a thank you from the actual creator so it's like i don't know it's just that's every donation how many streamers say thank you for donating oh no if, if it's a certain amount they'll always say most people will kind of like always thank i mean yeah you get the super okay jaded go ones. watch go watch an xqc okay, stream i need to say that yeah he's got donating? i mean that's that's and a you rare... say that. i watch your streams as well how many people do you think not many unless they give like a hundred bucks no loads if it goes but over the five the five ten fifteen dollar donation you're not saying a word no i am if it's if it's over like, no five, you're not $5... because i'm watching a stream no, <laughs> yeah no yeah. They do the text-to-speech, okay, they ask you a genuine question, and you just straight-up ignore it. No, no, what you, what you probably see... You're a scammer. You're an actual <laughs> scammer. <laughs> not. Just... <laughs> You're scamming your underage fans constantly. Yeah, it's not That's what, what your mum said. Your it's not what your mum said to me, but anyways. <laughs> it just doesn't any make sense? any sense. <laughs> it's just nonsense. Uh, Super Chat is slightly different, though. Super Chat is 30%, yeah. so it's slightly better, but... I don't think there should be a cut at all because like, you know, if you give like a donation to someone on Twitch, that that's one thing I don't like about YouTube live streaming because it's like, I have to tell people to donate and go on my stream elements link. But obviously you've got this big fat super chat button hovering over the entire stream. But if they do that, which they probably will want to do, uh, then yeah, YouTube swoop in and take like a 30% cut. I think it's okay for them to take a cut because they're implementing a service here. I mean, that's only fair, but yeah, 30% seems very no, I high. think it's I think it's poaching because like if, if you want someone to donate that's got like a TTS, like text-to-speech, if they want to type in like a, you know, some funny words or something, then they would do that through just a normal link. True, but here's the service. I mean, if you want to pay for the service, we'll take a charge for the service, but like 5%, 5% would be fair. Are you really going to quibble with 5%? Nah, nah, f five would be fine. I just think 30 is kind of greedy. And the thing is as well, like, you know how Super Chat works, right? The more money you give, the longer the message stays up. Right. So what are people going to do? Are they going to click on that, give 100 quid and have their message stay up the whole stream? Or are they going to click on my link, which is an external link, takes them to an external website, fill out their payment details each time, and then give the money? And then I keep that 30%, but they've had to go through all those fucking hoops. Like, you know, you, you'll really only have, like, diehard fans that want to support you do that shit. Oh, shit. You know, I've had a great money-making Patreon idea for our Patreon for, like, $100 a month. And you'll be the top comment, the pinned comment. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what, that's what advertisers are are negotiating with us already. Yeah, I'm gonna, you want to you be the top comment? You want to be the top comment? You want to be the pinned comment? Okay, give us a hundred bucks. Yeah, the sponsors may literally will be like, you have to pin our comment. No, we'll include it with the sponsor. We'll include <laughs> it with the sponsor. Not all, not all our sponsors have said they had to be on the pin comment, by the way. Make it so they get the pin comment, but they have to comment the sponsor ad and that's all they get to post. <laughs> yeah, they like, have to put our promo code. <laughs> 
Uh, you gotta admit, though, this is like a genius money-making idea here. Oh, no, it's actually, like, if you charged an actual good amount, it would be a really smart sponsor tactic. Like, just get some random guy to... You can plug his channel. Exactly, like, you could put anything you want within reason. I think- I think that is a Patreon tier for some people. I feel like I've seen that before. Nah, nobody has done this. <laughs> nobody has done this. I am the first person to come up with this idea. It is brilliant. Fucking Andrew Tate, take notes from your prison cell. Like, this is a genius <laughs> idea. There's gonna be like five pe different people that donate and only one of them is gonna get <laughs> the pinned comment. It's like, it's such a fucking scam. And by the way, I'm saying this so it's not a scam. Like, if multiple people donate $100, by the fucking way, it's not a scam because I'm saying right now I'm picking you out of a hat. Only one of you is gonna get to be the pinned comment. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good! Until the channel gets removed for scamming. <laughs> Speaking of scams, our sponsor today is HelloFresh. <laughs> That'll work, right? That's good. <laughs> Assuming I or someone plays the straight man and says, not a scam by the way, then it will work, yeah. Speaking of scams, here's our sponsor today. Hello Wait. Fresh! <laughs> oh god, this, the text is so Wait, small. Wait, where, where does it the go, so by small. the way? Hi there! Thanks for being a valued HelloFresh partner! We're looking to make the most compelling <laughs> we can't ad say possible scams, with your help way. as an experienced creator who understands your audience best. So, while we have some mandatories, overall, we'd love for you to give it your own creation spin. <laughs> what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to oh your doorstep. God. Skip trips to the grocery store. I just realized the texty red. And count red, on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Address a minimum of two bullet points outlined below. Please, Remember only two, New please. Year's only goals two. You promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh How did we get another sponsor and with easy them? recipes. Didn't we call right them a bathroom in a box? <laughs> taking the <laughs> hassle out of dinner time. And Colossal said get they Hello ship fresh. lives. Like, how are they coming back for more? To the grocery store <laughs> and the long checkout lines spend more time doing the things you love with delicious chef crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep and they Hello even ship to the north pole <laughs> yeah that's right i forgot about that <laughs> it's like a so 10 you minute can say ad read to your recipe rut and treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. Looking for an easy way no to more. eat well this and save last, some money, cut point. back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant quality <laughs> meal right <laughs> in your own kitchen. Uh, we've already uh, done no Colossal eats at a restaurant every day, he said. Hello yeah, so Fresh has you send him a box of sure wrong ingredients, he would have to take it to the restaurant. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family friendly, you'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by 
swapping proteins or sides or even adding protein to a veggie dish. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste like and quality voice done quick giving out. with recipes <laughs> like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. You'll only find quality ingredients in HelloFresh's recipes. In fact, ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. Please note, you do not need to read these verbatim. Our talking points are only guidelines, and we encourage you to add your own personality. <laughs> Every time our talking points are only guidelines after reading every single fucking one. I'm just doing what it says. Oliver, I missed the bit near the end. Can you start from the beginning? Just one more time. Don't actually say that. Okay, no. We oh, need sure. to... Remember need a, those no, New Year's no, goals no, you promised yourself no. to stick to? Get HelloFresh and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Imagine Colossal at your front oh, door wait, with a box no, full of ingredients. No, no, these... Go to HelloFresh.com slash TBH65 and use code TBH65 for 65% off. Better read it twice. Plus free shipping. <laughs> Go to HelloFresh.com slash TBH65 and use code TBH65 for 65 percent off <laughs> plus free shipping we need a personal experience from Nile. yeah i mean i i use HelloFresh. you can pick from like different countries from recipes and this is a pretty brave statement but it's basically the only place where you can order british food and it's actually edible i mean they've got uh i don't know I about think that I got, no they do they do i got the uh what did I get? The, the Herbie Toad Burger, or what? Jelly eels. Imagine if they actually did Toad in the Hole. What did you say? Jelly eels. Yeah. Did, weren't you defending that as some cope? You're like, yeah, jelly eels are all right. <laughs> you fucking. No, I've, I've never eaten it in my. I never eaten it in my life. I just wanted to see how far I could move the goalpost. Yeah, I mean, I they, they package it pretty nice. It arrives in a nice cardboard box, good for the environment. I mean, yeah, no, I, I use it pretty much uh, three days a week. because you got sick of making your goddamn boiled chicken with unseasoned everything? <laughs> oh, the meal, the meal preps I do, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's better. Fucking, it's just more you convenient. You just drown everything in to... gravy and you're like, yeah, that's a meal. Hello. <laughs> I don't even do that anymore because of the sugar, so I just have Tabasco and then I'm stuck on the toilet for like a fucking oh, hour. Uh, God. But yeah, I mean, the, the food's pretty good. The, the British section, the I mean, the French section. Don't uh, get the British it, section. I'm sure there's much better ones. Uh, I didn't even get the French section, but it's got mushrooms. It's just a big bo it. box of frog <laughs> it's, legs. It's, That's it. <laughs> it's literally just fucking mushrooms. The fucking colossal scent list of English dishes. Why do they use the most unappealing photos? Look at the black blood pudding. It's just a fucking snake. But even look at the bangers and mash photo. It's like soggy fucking sausages. This is this is on the list of English dishes Wikipedia wiki page. Yeah. We'll list it in the video. The, and the one of them, one of the, the top, the fourth one. result, the fourth result is chicken tikka masala. 
Yeah, that's know, a that, that, British that is, It's not even fucking British. No, it is. It it's, is. It's, a, it's a British Asian dish. No, it's yeah. bloody not. It's fucking Indian. Yeah, no, but it's Indian. Because they Indian came over in the 60s. from Glasgow made it. No, nah, it's Indian. I'm sorry. That's Indian. <laughs> well, it is Indian, but it was made in Britain. So, like, it's a fucking you, curry. Why it's are you trying to get? Curry. You should take it. It's like the only fucking food you guys have with flavor. You should claim it's it. It's a fucking curry. It's a curry. Yeah, it's better than a fucking. But look, look fish at the black. Look at the black blood pudding one. Colossal's co-position. It, it was food made by non-white hands. It is not <laughs> British. Also, why does the Bedfordshire clang of the first one? It looks like a fucking mugshot. Look at that what flash that? On, on the camera. I don't know. It's just I've no, I like how it's just I, a I've dirty hot dog. It's like a stale a sausage roll. <laughs> the, the beans on toast that does not count as an English dish. This is beans on toast. It goes kind of hard though. Well, I mean, fish and chips. It's just fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at this one. Look at this one. This is the fucking turd. Whole raw hogs pudding. Just looks like something I dropped in the bog. <laughs> oh, there's. A, I forgot about this. There's a dish called. F <laughs> Can we get away with saying that? No, uh, that's just the meatball. <laughs> Even in context, I feel like they'd be like, no. Do you go into a bar or a fucking British restaurant and you go, I'll have the. F <laughs> Imagine doing that. I'll have the. F <laughs> I, I like I like how your brain works, Oliver. Like you get told, okay, let's not say something. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna say it, but let me give five contextual examples so I can say the word f five times in a row. But now you just go into a British restaurant, you order the f and you just get a picture of pyrocynical on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you can get it at a restaurant. <laughs> Well, sp speaking of offending the LGBT community... Harry Potter! Hogwarts Legacy. Well, I think it's just called Hogwarts Legacy, actually. That came out recently. Jay has played that to completion. Pirate played it on a stream. I couldn't get past Hogsmeade. I didn't do all the side stuff. Apparently it takes like 40 hours. I did the story, though. I was gonna make a second channel video on it as well, but it's literally unplayable. I couldn't play it. It, it. It's actually insane how many people played it. So you could pay a little bit more money to get the deluxe edition so you could unlock the game or play it a little bit earlier than everyone else. Guess who did that? And and that <laughs> on Steam had like the most amount of plays for a game. Pyro did that. Yeah, and you asked me to buy you it as well. You fuck off. No, you actually... This is not <laughs> how this went me, down. Please, it was my birthday Pyro, on January 14th. Game, it was my birthday on January 14th. And you asked, can I get your game for your birthday? And I said, yeah, sure. You asked which one? And I said, Harry Potter. So that's how that happened. Yeah, and then I got you. You didn't get me the proper game. Yeah, I got you Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy. And then you're like, I you like, got the me the fucking edition, demo. Please, what? My parents were so shit at giving birthday presents. So I'd like ask for a game. And do you remember, you're probably too young to remember this. Like everyone other than Nerd. Because Nerd is older than me, by the way. I don't know how much older, but he's older. But I'd asked for like a video game for my birthday. And instead of giving me a video game, my parents would buy me like a PC gamer magazine with a demo on it. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's literally that's free. I want Crash Bandicoot. No, you can have Crash Bandicoot demo. <laughs> Two hours of gameplay. You create your own character and you can choose to be a witch or wizard. Or rather, you can choose, like, a male and be a witch as well. I don't know, it's kind of weird. And uh, you can have multicolored <laughs> multi hair as well if you want. And you can have a bunch of things. You put fat scars on your face. I made my character bold, so did Pyro. <laughs> I called mine Dementia Man. Questline is, you've got to kill this goblin. You've got to kill this little midget uh, who's, like, trying to take over the world 
through like Gringotts banking system or something. Anyways, you got to try and kill him, and that's pretty much the premise of the game. <laughs> Just not the story at all. All oh, right, I haven't beaten it, so I don't really know. The goal of the game is to like learn magical powers, and then you go around the wizarding world, and you can fly a broom and stuff, and you got to kill a goblin. That's as I understood it. Yeah, it's the whole game. You kill one goblin, the credits roll, sixty dollars stolen. It's an it's open world, so you know the story isn't like the main thing people are buying it for anyway. How how do they do with the open world though? Is it does it feel like a Rockstar open world game? No. Oh, no one's at no one's at Rockstar level. Like Rockstar's in their own. Like you open up in the Hogwarts castle and it's just like a bunch of collectibles. You go around, try and get the collectibles. No one really cares. You go to classes and it's just quick time events. And then that's pretty much it. And you just get lost in the castle. I was lost like instantly. I look at the map, like the map doesn't tell me anything. It just tells me where more collectibles are. I don't really want the collectibles. <laughs> I don't really care about that. So what am I supposed to do? Okay, now I've got to go to Hogsmeade. Okay, 20 frames per second, close the game. And that was it. That was 50 quid down the drain. Or rather, Pyro's 50 quid down the drain. I lost a birthday present out of this. <laughs> it was fucking shit. Don't really care for it. I don't care for the game. It's funny how it's pissed off so many people, though. I think that's pretty funny. Especially this game reviewer. I'm going to read some of this. <laughs> Hold it's on. By, I need to... I've, I've Trevor's been saying things for a while. You're just fucking rambling on endlessly. All right, all right. Fucking yeah. zero space to speak. <laughs> I forget half the shit I'm even trying to say. I, it's funny because Dolan Dark was so excited for this game to come out. Like he was so I anticipated. Wasn't. Like he, I was he could barely even sleep at hell. night. Oh, he could he barely was... even sleep. He could barely Again, contain himself. He like just he was sending me a message a every like single endlessly. day. He was sending me a message every single day. Like, oh my God, Colossal Oliver, I'm so excited for this game. I really hope it lives up to my expectations. And then when it finally comes out, it's like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever played. It's so fucking amazing. Colossal is such a worm. I, I don't think anyone's coping more than you. You got a Colossal, free game and Colossal you're still complaining. Colossal was so set on it being shit and reviewing shit. He sent like a fucking, I, I'll bring it up, but he sent me like this 100 line message saying, it's going to be shit, Jay. Sorry, but it's going to be shit. It's going to be bad. Like he's fucking obsessed with the game being bad. And then it reviewed well. Was I right? No, was you I weren't. Right? It reviewed I well across the mid. board. It's pretty mid. The lag is 20 frames per second in Hogsmeade. You gotta buy a $500 console now that has no games in order to play Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy? Are you fucking joking? Is this the coping mechanism in full effect? No, you're coping. Shall I read this review, which Let I think me is like fucking, 100% accurate? I can't say a thing. <laughs> you're literally just cutting everything right. off. All right, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead, say your piece. They've heard from you and no one else. I was just going to say, if you like Harry Potter and you want to play an open world game, it's good. Like, it's not amazing. It's not Red Dead Redemption. Read the reviews if you if you don't trust me. Oh, oh, read the reviews. Read the reviews. IGN gave this a 9 out of 10, Jay. Are you agreeing with this? No. <laughs> who, who uses IGN as a moral balancing point ever? No one uses IGN. It's the biggest review. Nile, what do you want about? It's the biggest one. It's not as deep as Red Dead. If you want open world or you want Harry Potter, like it nails it. It's just, it's obviously not an amazing game. It's still really good. But. TikTok is the biggest social media app. Does that mean it's the best, Oliver? 
Does that mean it's the best? It's the biggest. You said IGN is the biggest, therefore implying like you need to give it some kind of respect. I'm not saying respect. Then don't, like, no, no one uses IGN as a good way to review games. They usually laugh at their scores. Like, because IGN will give everything a seven to be safe, and then they'll give something a retarded nine or a ten. Maybe people with brain cells, but that's not most people online. Like, even the lowest IQ people do not go, I'm going to wait for the IGN review. Like, if their favorite e-celeb is playing it, 100%, yeah. A lot of people try trust it because it is the biggest one. I'm not saying you should, but I am saying like most people do. Yeah, the only the only thing I didn't like about the combat in it is how you always had that indicator over your head basically hand holding you when to dodge. The glowing thing. Yeah, you know if you play it on cuz cuz you know a lot of people probably got consoles just to play this game because they never, you know, they never game before it. If you play it on story mode, it literally freezes and says push triangle and it gives you like 10 10 seconds to dodge. I was playing the game on hard and I was like, it's taking too long to kill people because like, I put it down to story and then, yeah, it was freezing shit. But like the difficulties don't make it any harder. It just makes the takes the enemies longer to kill them. Watching you stream, it was so funny because you'd basically you you were like level 10 or something. You'd go to like this level 30 <laughs> area and you would because you <laughs> have like that, you have that obsessed brain. You have to like you have to beat it. So you keep going yeah. to the same place 20 times over dying and being saying dog shit game like. <laughs> It wasn't a very good stream. I fell asleep during it because it was that boring. I mean, he was hampered by the game being dull. I fell asleep during it. Well, yeah, I don't blame you. Basically, turned into a PowerPoint slideshow near the end. Like Jesus. Like <laughs> if you, it's almost like the castle itself, Hogwarts, is pretty well optimized on PC. But oh, yeah, you know, they did the that town, really well. When you go to Hogsmeade, it's just actual like. PowerPoint slideshow. With the way that people are acting about this game on Twitter, you would think that one of the quests was to learn a spell to turn a boy into a girl, and that you go to Professor J.K. Rowling's office, and she's like, I'm sorry, that's impossible. And that's Professor the end of the game. Professor J.K. Could you imagine if she added herself as a self-insert? It'd be over. Shut up, Rowling. Just shut the fuck up. I'll never understand it. Like, you made so much money, Rowling. What's her first name? Jane? Joanne? I don't actually know. <laughs> Who JK? fucking cares? Anyways, it's like she's made so much money. She's wealthier than the queen. If the queen was still alive, she's not. She's dead. But it's like she's made more money than her. She's like one of the wealthiest women in the UK. I think she is probably the wealthiest, maybe. Just go and enjoy the rest of your life. You know, do some good stuff for charity, whatever. Do you really need the fucking endorphins rushing through your system from making the tweet? I, I feel, though, like no matter how much money you have, a lot of people do just end up rotting on Twitter. I mean, look at Elon Musk. Like, I I'm pretty sure the guy's busy a lot, but like when he isn't, he'll just be rotting on Twitter, <laughs> posting his shit. I mean, Notch as yeah, well. Yeah, that's kind of different because he kind of owns the website. But yeah, web no, before I, okay, <laughs> Notch then, for example, like Notch who sold... Yeah you know, Minecraft to Microsoft, he's worth billions, but you know, he still just ruts on Twitter as well. I don't understand it. If I made like a billion dollars tomorrow, I'd be like, right, bye. See ya. I don't even use it now. I don't <laughs> so need the fucking dopamine from a tweet. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna buy dopamine in like a, in like a jar, and I'm gonna inject that straight into my veins. <laughs> you could probably do it if you had the money. Yeah, I don't think synthetic dopamine does anything for you. You can do something that forces your body to make to make more of it, or to not reuptake it. If anyone can harness dopamine, synthesize it, and put it in a jar, and then sell it over the counter, you wouldn't need Twitter. That's going to save so many lives, honestly. You can take serotonin, I'm pretty sure. That's the other one. Okay, well, just take that and don't bother with Twitter. <laughs> Colossal solved depression. <laughs> I think there is a fair, there's a pretty good point somewhere in there where it's like, if you've retired, <laughs> if you're not promoting, well, yeah, well, yeah, she doesn't need to take a jar of dopamine. You're telling her to get like a drug addiction or something. But like, if 
she is retired from writing books, which she's declared she is, right? Like she's done writing. No, no, she's writing heaps of things. She um she wrote one about yeah. being cancelled on Twitter um in the last year. It's like oh. I don't know what it was. It was it had like fake tweets within the book of insults that the person was receiving. Like she is doubling down on all the hate she received and turning it into books. Oh, so Twitter's driving her mad. Yeah, literally. It's because she wrote these books. I mean, obviously they were extremely popular. Like everyone was praising her, everyone loved her. She gets this huge inflated ego. I mean, she's not the first person this has happened to. This is what happens to pretty much everyone, almost everyone. They get this huge inflated ego and suddenly they're getting criticism. People are saying mean things about them. And now they're like, what, what, how's this happening? What's going on? Uh, th this doesn't make sense. Everyone loved me before. I don't understand. I've got to try and rectify this. What can I do? And they just slowly over time, bit by bit, gradually go completely insane. And she wasn't like born through the fire of social media. She didn't come up that way. No. It was probably involved in promoting her books, but she was like, she went through the old school publishing system. I swear this happens to so many people, YouTubers, actors, musicians, everyone loves them. They're getting all this praise and it goes to the head. It's like, it becomes part of their identity almost. And then they're like, oh shit. Why are people saying mean things about me? This really like fucks with them in a huge way. More than it would fuck with a normal person who's not used to like so much praise, who hasn't received so much praise. And it just completely destroys them mentally and damages their brain on a permanent basis. So that's why she's doubling down and writing books and she's including tweets. She will not stop until she gets back to where she was when she was writing those Harry Potter books. It's impossible. She'd have she to She never will. Yeah, no, exactly. it's not possible. She never will. No other celebrity will ever get back to that point. Do you remember like in the 70s, 80s, 90s even, a musician was like notoriously loved, idolized as some kind of god almost. They never received criticism or anything. They could do- Well, they did, but because there was no social media, it was just not widespread yeah. enough to yeah, reach yeah. them. They never really saw it. They'll have a bad review every once in a while and that'll be it. They'll never have it on the same scale as people have it today. So they were taking drugs, they were fucking groupies, underage groupies in a lot of cases, and just nothing. Nobody fucking cared. Perfect example, Michael Jackson, all right? He's a pedo. There is no doubt <laughs> in my mind he was a pedo. You watch that HBO documentary on him. Some people disagree on him. Exactly. Watch that HBO documentary on him. There shouldn't be any doubt in your mind that he did the things his victims are accusing him of. Yeah, agreed. Have you watched it? Like, there's no way, especially one of them, I can't remember his name. He's so convincing. He's so convincing. In order for him to be lying, he'd be like an Oscar award-winning actor. There's no way he's lying. Yeah, when he pulls the ring out and he's like clearly still wistfully thinking of when he felt like he was dating Michael Jackson. But even still to this day, purely based on the fact that they liked his music, they were fans at the time, they will just refute it. They will just refuse to say Michael Jackson did anything wrong or that he was guilty of it. Has anyone ever received as much as J.K. Rowling as to write an entire fucking book about being cancelled? I feel like that's a new level of, like, getting letting the hate get to you. You'll even see it with socially aware people like Ricky Gervais, for example, who I love as a comedian. Like, he's, I think he's made some great work, but you'll even see it with him. He's dealt with it in the past pretty well, like any criticism, negative feedback, hate, whatever. But you'll also notice in some of his stand-up shows, like, he keeps going back to Twitter. 
he keeps going back to what other people have said about him, and that's his coping mechanism. I guess it's just not as pathetic as writing an entire book about a guy who gets cancelled for being transphobic. Oh, so an like, so is, is insane. I feel like there's a formula to it, right? The more praise you've received universally by X amount of people, the more likely you are to A, gain an ego, and B, get into this state of like, I need to rectify the criticism, the hate, I don't understand it, I need to do something about it, and the more insane you get over time, and the more you react to it. I'm not fucking Einstein, but I think there's a formula for it. Well, yeah, also, because JK has always been really good for children's charity. She has one called uh, Lumos, I think. You know, she's raised millions. She continually donated millions yeah. to stay out of the billionaires list to charities. So she's had this huge run of good press, like no backlash. And then, yeah, like you said, she gets the one backlash and it just fucking spirals her into this hag. <laughs> This transphobic hag. If you ignore the attempts to punish people and manipulate people, like if you just ignore Twitter and like didn't ever look at it, it's like it didn't actually affect game sales. It didn't shut down Harry Potter. It didn't cancel Harry Potter. The IP is way too big. Yeah. Like to, to even make an impact. The funniest thing with the game, because obviously everyone knows the discourse. We don't really need to cover that. But basically you have on like 4chan, they're like, okay, I want to support JK Rowling, right? I want to I want to play the game to support her cuz you know they're on they're on that side. Um and then they play the game and it comes out, you know, that there's no gender. You can be you can be trans if you want. There's a trans there's an actual official trans character in the game. And the then bartender. there's Yeah, and then there's, you know, the races are really diverse. Like even though it's set in the 1800s, it's way more diverse than the actual Harry Potter current universe the books so you know yeah. the 4chan is have to have to decide okay wait which is like the more of two evils supporting jk rowling or playing the game with stuff i hate in it you know like they have to kind of pick <laughs> which one's the worst for them it's almost as if there was guerrilla marketing to get people to buy a progressive game that they otherwise wouldn't have bought i like the amount of people that were posting like you know their receipts saying just bought the game thank you jk and it's like most of them probably are just reposting someone else's receipt right like not even their own obviously like the whole hatred for this game is like completely it's ridiculous it's just completely ridiculous but i will say like jk rowling is a racist bitch she's so <laughs> racist there's this character in the game called phineas nigellus black that's not even racist I, though nigellus black look at the characters in her fucking books cho chang the only asian character in the game it's kind of genius to be honest but like yeah the only asian character in the game is called cho chang and then there's there's two indian characters parvati patil or something like that yeah and she has a sister who's also like what's her name Pad padme or padma or something padme patel or something I mean, it's just fucking insane. Kingsley Shacklebolt. Kingsley Shacklebolt. I think they were reaching a bit as well, but you had the trans character. And what, what was her name? Like, Sir Rona or something? So her name was Sir Rona Ryan. So people were being like... What's her name? I'm typing this in now. Sir what? Her name was Sir. So her name was Sir Rona Ryan. Sir! And people were being like, okay, J.K. Rowling gave <laughs> them permission. But she was like, okay, but the trans character has to have two male titles in their name or something. I saw so many memes uh, and it was, one of them was like, JK Rowling adding an autistic character into Harry Potter and their name was like Autisticus Spurgus or something. She looks like human Shrek. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing the same thing as human <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> what was the chronology of JK Rowling being canceled for being transphobic and JK Rowling revising the lore of the characters to make them more uh, diverse. 
Didn't she do the diversity injection first? That's the funny thing is like, because, yeah, she went back on stuff. I mean, Dumbledore was technically gay. always gay, but she added a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, before before the transfer thing. So it was funny because, you know, I even made a video like saying, okay, J.K. Rowling's going to make Hagrid's trans and Hermione black, which is was also a thing that happened. You know, and then it became a thing that she was actually against trans people. So like everyone thought she was going to be like, making characters trans and in reality she's like nope is it as simple as that like did she say she doesn't like trans people so i'm reading these comments and like she's literally saying things like i love trans women i want them to live in whatever way feels authentic and comfortable to them i would march for you but what she's sticking on is that my lived experience as a woman is going to be different than yours if you were to say something to a trans person like what you're going through is exactly the same as what everybody went through including little girls, like I know exactly what you're going through or whatever, like that also would be bigoted because you're discounting their lived experience being maybe different or worse than yours, right? Like th this is very confusing about what exactly she's doing wrong here. It's more she's associated with a couple of people that were like legitimately transphobic. Her initial tweet about it was basically saying, like me as a woman has a different experience to a trans woman and mm -hmm. It kind of just got deeper down the rabbit hole where she was saying trans women shouldn't use bathrooms because they will. I know there was one example, you know, of someone going to a, a woman's restroom saying they were a woman when they weren't, they were actually just a man and you're doing that to, you know, take advantage of people. So I think she used that as like a way to say all trans people are going to do this. Keep your kids safe, you know. It's gotten so insane, like it's spiraled, it's fucking snowballed into just pure madness. Both sides which do that, to like, They'll get such a minute example that basically never happens and then act like everyone does this. Anyone who was streaming the game on Twitch, you had people fucking oh, go God. to the Twitch stream and just harass them for even playing the game. Like, it was so pathetic. And then you had, like, the popular Twitch streamers as well who were like, oh, I'm too scared to play this game because I'm just going to get hate. No popular streamers played it apart from, like, the ones that are already... Yeah problematic they were too cowardly to do it critical played it as well though he never made a video on it but yeah no he he played it on stream for a couple hours i just remember a clip going around of hassan saying like he unironically said like verbatim i don't want to get bullied over it because i know how relentless you guys are it's like the most pathetic thing i've ever heard if you saw the quote tweets just for him saying that from like people who hate the game it was like i could see why he didn't stream it because people are fucking insane yeah because because he talks so much about po politics and stuff right so he'd have that heavy left leaning i mean when i streamed it i, I gave my mods warning i said i'm going to be streaming this game a couple of them said like i'm not comfortable with that like moderating it i was like yeah no nah, fair enough but for the most part the chat was just pretty much the same i had a couple people yeah. like, asking stuff but like yeah it wasn't anything like you know it, it wasn't like the 50 50 hellscape i thought it was going to be where it'd just be like you know civil war well it's like what nerd said too you'd think the game was based on jk rowling's beliefs or had those themes in it and then in reality it's like she had nothing to do with it apart from providing the ip i think the the <laughs> biggest cope people had is how if you buy the game or play it you're basically giving her money, money yeah, through no, like royalties like supporting her. i was saying the bit the best result is she just dies off and then that way everyone can play it because she's not getting money from it <laughs> is this the first time in history people have been bullying others into not playing a video game yeah i think it might be right it's definitely happened with a few games but on such a minor scale but because which one did it happen with before i can't i honestly couldn't name it off the top of my head but 
just like a game made by someone involved in a controversy. I remember there being a few tweets about, but you know, nothing like don't play this or you are not an ally. I, it's just madness, like targeted harassment for people playing a video game who just don't have a transphobic bone in their body. They just want to play, you know, a, a video game on their stream or wherever. They just want to be a silly little wizard running around. <laughs> there were articles on like how to hide your Steam achievements from your friends. Jesus Christ. That's how bad it was. There were guides. I mean, that one video you linked earlier, Jay, of the VTuber crying, was that, wasn't she playing Hogwarts as well? Oh, that's hilarious. A VTuber, yeah, so her friends and her were harassed for playing the game. I like you preface it, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, so, because cause she's using a VTuber rig, her fucking character is just smiling while she's having this mental breakdown and crying. The little anime character's just sitting there jiggling their boobs and it has a big smile on their face. One thing that I will say for reviewers who surprised me in a good way, in a pleasant way, is that they didn't give the game a negative score. Well, there was there was one that we- There was one, to. I'm gonna read it in a second. But for most of the reviews, most reviews that I saw, I was so sure that they were gonna do this. And Likewise. they were gonna shit on the game, give it a low score, purely based on the fact, you know, they were gonna do it to pander. But they didn't, except this one website. And I'm gonna read some of this. Stop me when I keep going. Wait, can I, I'll just give a bit of backstory to it. Go on. Basically, the Wired review gives it a one out of 10. Yep. Um, and it's from a person who clearly has an agenda. They've never reviewed a game before. And every other article they do is about sex toys or coffee. Like <laughs> they have no, they have no place to be It's not even like it's lack of experience. Like he, it is unironically the truth that they have not reviewed a single game. And you'll hear what, when Colossal reads it, but if you read the article, about a tenth of it actually covers a game. I'm pretty sure they didn't even play it. I'm pretty sure they just, you know, they wanted to do a hit The piece. only other article they've done that's relating to video games is telling you, like, next-gen games you can play. It's not even a review. Yikes, y'all! I don't even smoke! <laughs> and line. I feel like I need a cigarette before I get this thing started! We're here to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. And to do that, we need to discuss the whole mess. Pull up a chair, pour yourself some tea, wrap yourself in a blanket, scream into a pillow, brackets, or the abyss, because this one's gonna take a lot out of both of us, brackets. Or get heavy. Why do they? Why do they keep using brackets, Jay? They don't review games normally. But you don't have to say brackets. Brackets in a line read it would just be like for you to use a slightly different tone, like an aside. Yeah, but it's funnier if I say brackets. All right. There's a hole <laughs> where this game's heart should be. You can't see it at first. You have to really feel around its edges. Stop looking for what is there and start noticing. What isn't? There's no sense of place. The world is lifeless. Character models and facial animations are present, but somehow absent. The characters are animated, but they certainly don't feel alive. The story, besides being rooted in anti-Semitism, brackets, <laughs> a global cabal is trying to end slavery, but that's bad because the slaves like being slaves, doesn't even feel compelling. It feels muddy, a minefield of unanswered questions and unexplained motivations. And speaking of which, the characters often flat out state their motivations, 
but they don't feel believable or even particularly coherent. It says it's Hogwarts, but it doesn't feel like Hogwarts. Even despite the controversy around Rowling herself, the game feels like it was put together to tap the eager nostalgia of fans without any attention to make it actually worth playing. In the yawning emptiness at the heart of Hogwarts legacy, I see the quiet solidarity of queer people and our allies in game development. The people who just said no when the job offers came their way. The ones who didn't answer the emails from Portkey Games. The ones who politely let their co-workers know that working on a Harry Potter game would be harmful to the trans you know, it community. Goes on like this. The ones who listened and said, okay, yeah, thanks for letting me know. The people who put their morals and their loved ones above an easy paycheck. I like the cope of them saying despite the controversy, but that's like the entire reason the article exists. And 90% of the article is about it. What, what is it? A global cabal is trying to end slavery and it's rooted in anti-Semitism isn't even like a plot of the game. Like <laughs> a goblin wants power, but like there's no like uprising of slaves or anything well the moral of the story and the advice that we have to give you is if you like harry potter or you like open world games and you like limb magic then you should play it and not be afraid to play it and not say oh i'm worried about playing this because i'm so much of a fucking coward like that guy <laughs> what's his name who's that bloke who's the streamer hassan don't be a coward like hassan and if you want to play the game play the game it's not that great of a game honestly I mean, I got 20 frames per second in Hogsmeade, so can't be that good. You have to be kind of a little worm to enjoy this game <laughs> because it's really not that good. You can create a character with multicolored hair and you can change your gender and shit. So it's all inclusive like that. In fact, it's probably one of the most inclusive games to come out in the last five, six years. Which is ironic with the, with the backlash. Which is yeah. ironic, of course. Yeah. But really, my main advice here is not to buy the game, but... <laughs> To spend that money on subscribing to our Patreon server. Woo! Money! Subscribe to our Patreon instead of buying Hogwarts Legacy. It's only $5, which is a tenth of the price. Probably even or less. less, actually. It is less than a tenth of the price of Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, we do not allow women in our Discord server. We do. Um, do we? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> But they're charged more. They're charged $10, <laughs> yes. No, I think that's illegal on every website ever. Is it? Yeah, I think you can't. Oh, shit. I think, I think equality's been around for a few years. We're in there pretty frequently, all four of us, and we watch shows together. We're planning a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Tom Video Ogre. I think that's how you pronounce it, is planning all that. So it's going to be good. I'll send a cat image every yeah, day. Yeah, Dolan just posts like a picture of a cat. I mean, it's not worth the money for that. True, we do have some good cat gifts on there. It's definitely worth the money. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. But I do read bedtime stories there. They're well worth the money. And by the way, $100 to my PayPal account, colossalisgrazy at <laughs> gmail.com. Um, when you're listening to this and you will be the pinned comment or you will be picked out of the people that gave me $100. Basically, it's a lottery. You're not putting that in the No, we, we are putting this in. I like how the pin comment has to be HelloFresh anyway. <laughs> like, it doesn't even work. Oh, fuck. Okay, so we can't do it this time, but for next time, next podcast episode, you will be the pin comment. We can't do it this time, but I'll still accept the payment. <laughs> I'll still accept it. <laughs> Such a piece of shit.